0: Thank you for joining us for an episode of All About PR. If you're tuning in for the first time, on this podcast, we speak to experts from the field of PR and communication from across the world and bring you an interesting conversation on the subject every week. You know, there are very few good books on the Indian PR industry that exist. Hence, today's episode is very exciting for me personally. I chanced upon the book, A Question of Trust on Parul's page and picked it up. An easy read that gives you a lot to think about as well. Today, we speak to Gayatri Rath and Parul Chand, the co-authors of the book. A very well written book, I must say, that answers why communication has become one of the core functions of an organization and how a CEO can use it to their company's best advantage. Both the authors bring over 50 years of combined experience in corporate communication and the media industry to this essential and timely handbook on communication for the CEO. It not only emphasizes why corporate communication is an integral part of any organization, but also how it can be marshaled for trust-building and growing brand value. Even in times of unprecedented crisis, packed with data, valuable insights from global corporate communication leaders, this is a book you must read if you are a business leader looking to consolidate your brand and cultivate trust, and if you are a PR professional who is working with a business leader as well. So, let's add them on. So Hi, Gaitri and Parul, Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hi. It's so good to have you here. I picked up the book a week back and I think I read it. This was one of the books that I read at one go. Very intriguing, very interesting and it just pulls you in. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you. So the first question obviously has to be about why this book? So Gaitri, can you elaborate on that? Why did you guys decide to put this book together?
1: That's because our CEO asked me whether they should uh, invest in marketing or communication. And he thought it was a good idea to explore the fact of communications on a brand and in building trust. Of course, I have spent a lot of time in companies working in-house in communications functions, and Parul had a different take to the subject, and so we got together and wrote
0: this book. So that's another interesting story. Parul, can you share with us how you guys decided to partner on this book together? How did that come about? Yes, absolutely, Tarunji. Well, it actually
2: came about sitting in DLS Galleria Market in Gurgaon in coffee shop of Bari Bookstore. So I don't think there could have been a better venue for starting a book. And kindly shared that she was doing this and I immediately jumped at the opportunity and asked her whether I could also write this book along with her. And that's how the whole thing started because I also truly believe in the power of PR and communication and certainly companies don't recognize it enough. So that's how I started off joining guide
0: on her journey to write so what was the writing process like? We write very often for our clients but very rarely for our own selves and very rarely a book. So what was the process like?
2: So the process is actually everybody has their own process but the way we did it it was very structured and right we actually identified the topics in the chapters about how we'll write it and then we split it up according to our areas of expertise and we wrote different types of chapters. So that is how started and by the way this book has been a two-year process. It's not like it just happened overnight or this people may have different approaches i'd like to hand over to guys about how she planned the topics out
0: wonderful
1: so the topics were really about what is it that we wanted to answer in the book so the process of what the book should be focused on and what it should answer in the book and for which audience did that quite methodically and we went about it and identified the chapters and then like parul said he up the chapters between parul and me and we wrote them now The interesting part about the writing process is that we had to edit the book at least five times. Those were major edits. So I have five drafts of the book. There are smaller edits that we did in addition. So so it is quite a long and involved process.
0: Awesome. So tell me something, very curious to know this. Did your stint in PR, your experience in PR add to or give you discipline to write this book? Did it help in any way? It obviously did, because
1: in communications, when you're writing for the company for your business leaders, you do tend to develop a style. And there was a point in time when we were writing the book, when Carol and I talked about our individual writing styles, and we realized that, you know, how she wrote and how I wrote was very different. Obviously, my background and my job had an impact on
0: it. But, you know, while reading the book, it doesn't seem like there are two different styles. It's very seamless. Uh, that's because we worked very hard on that. <laughs> we worked
2: mm-hmm. very hard to complement each other's style because, yes, we had totally different writing styles which were drawn from our own experiences and the kind of work that we do in our professional life. So, but finally, what we realized that it was complementing. If we was able to, a de- to do a deep dive into corporate communication, I was able to do that from the audience point of view and how the gatekeepers of information like journalists feel. There were times when Gaitri felt that I had written stuff which was very sweeping. You know, like a journalist sometimes do and had to point out that it was being perceived that way so we were able to correct each other where it was taken very well by each of us so I think that really helped a lot that we were very complimentary in our work so that really helped to contribute making it very smooth and I have to say that PanMac at the end of the day they also went through several suggestions so they helped us even out a lot of the things which otherwise would have to doubt things like do you say corporate communications do we say COVID-19 with capital I mean these may seem like small Thing. but they can really different guys we wrote one way and I
0: wrote another way which could really stand out much more absolutely you can count this book as one of the successful collaborations between a journalist and a PR professional and it's a success absolutely <laughs> absolutely absolutely it was actually very easy to work with each other it was very smooth and very easy awesome so for the benefit of our listeners to help set context can you give me a little bit more about the book? So the book really is aimed at senior leadership, the CXO leadership, very
2: specifically the CEO and how he can use strategic communication, not just any communication, but strategic communication all the ways you can use it, Mm. internal, social media, and most importantly, his own personal branding. And again, most importantly, his understanding of how his brand and the company's brand are mixing and being communicated to the world outside. So as guys, She was asked that very important question, should it be marketing, Should, should it be communication for my brand? And that's what got us all thinking and we came up with a book which is very much aimed at the CEO and very much aimed at strategic communication.
0: So coming to the book itself? Corporate communication in most companies is usually bunged with marketing. And I think in the book, you've made a brilliant case for Copcom, why it must exist in a company and it's important. My question is, isn't it about time that every brand has this in place? Gayatri, I'd love to hear your take on this. Absolutely. That's the reason why we
1: wrote the book. Because we didn't think, That it was quite clear to people that corporate communications actually brings a lot of elements of trust building that no other department can actually bring to a company. Be it marketing, be it sales, be it government relations, be it public affairs, any of the allied fields. So there is a special place for corporate communications and strategic corporate communications. Right.
0: And, uh, and I'm hoping the book will take a difference to the thinking
1: of organizations.
0: Absolutely, I do hope it does too. Though it's a very curious case in corporate communication departments itself. When an individual does join a corporate communication function, they usually end up competing with marketing. They usually end up competing with the agency that they hire or other digital and social agencies that they would possibly be working with. What would your advice be to the person who's heading corporate communications and trying to create a trust bank for the entire communication industry with the CEO? So a corporate communications
1: person should never be competing with either their agencies or with their peers inside the company department. They have a clear role to play. They have a job to do. And as long as they understand that role and their key stakeholders in the organization understand that role, there is no need to compete with anyone really. In fact, corporate communications people are most effective when they collaborate well across departments and across agency partners about handling the power of all of these various
0: people and connecting the dots to make things happen. Absolutely, completely agree. So, we spoke to a lot of CEOs about this particular book and when CEOs will look at buying this. Can you help our audience understand why a CEO should today care about communication, especially in a post-COVID era? Parul, you want to take that? I think it's a
2: no-brainer, literally. I think ship is sailed when you could say that it's fine if I don't really communicate. It's fine, let the marketing team do it. I think the primary reason why post-COVID the CEO has no choice but to pick up a book like this and learn how to communicate his brand and his own brand and the company's brand is because the distance between his stakeholders like the consumer or his employee and him has totally crashed. Nice. Where earlier, the CEO could be sitting in his corner cabin and you know communicating, not communicating, even say 10 years ago it didn't really matter beyond a point but what social media has done is the access it was given has meant that there is direct access and direct reaching out to the ceo or the cxo and because of that the ceo has no choice but to communicate if the ceo fails to communicate especially for covid he or she would be totally out of touch with the stakeholders who are important would not be able to get the right feedback, uh, would miss out on many crisis points. So, it's actually very critical that the CEO of today understands that the audience will just a tweet away and to fail to have a structured branding and communication context for them to reach out would mean a
1: crisis is going all the time.
0: Absolutely. But a lot of CEOs still shy away from creating a personal brand while you have a lot of startup founders taking a lead in personal CEO branding and they usually use it as a primary talk point in PR campaigns but a lot of CEOs still shy away from it and the focus now has shifted to internal communications the new buzzword so to say what would your advice be to the reluctant CEO? So this is what I'll say to the reluctant CEO that you owe it to your company to build your own brand if your brand will help your company's Absolutely. So, you talk about trust circles in your book that make a lot of sense when you want to create a strong personal brand or otherwise. Can you share this with our listeners? So, the trust circles chapter was actually based on uh,
1: something that S.A.P. Suresh Narayanan told us. And he talked about a brand having the first circle, which is the normal circle is the core. The next circle the association with you know, the product of brand, and the third is the cause, which is so interconnect with the outside. World. Um, and he talked about in the context of the Maggie crisis and you know, why he thought Maggie was able to bounce back within few months of the launch after a long ban mm. in the country. And it makes a lot of sense. You know, the three circles uh, do make a lot of sense and it's the chapter of the, the circle.
0: Interesting. So, in the course of writing this book, what was one of the biggest surprises that you came across? Could be a case study or a finding. Uh, yes. So, I think the one thing that really
2: surprised me was the CEOs that we spoke to, whether it was Nestle's Kresh Narayanan, or whether it was Vani Kola from Kalari Capital. All of them were certainly aware of the power of communication. It's just that different CEOs are implementing it in different types of approaches and in different quantum of approaches. It did surprise me that it was not a blank slate at all. They were very much aware about the need for strategic communication, about the need for corporate communication. They just had differing views on how much to use it, which is where the gap of PR comes in and how PR should step up and help the CEO understand where exactly they can use it in a structured manner because CEOs want best to, to a structure, to a plan, to exact explanations of how it would help. So I don't think PR is doing that so far, which is why the CEO is not as engaged. So right. The moment you are able to spread out, like we have in the book, the various exact areas where strategic PR and communication can be used, I think you'll find CEOs will respond much better.
0: Right. What is the one thing that you found during your conversations with all these CEOs that was sorely missing in the Indian PR industry today? So, this didn't clearly come out in any of our interviews with the CEOs, but kind of was a takeaway for me
1: because having worked with CEOs and being a practicing communications professional, I could clearly see that if we have a clear measurement system that can demonstrate ROI of communications to the CEO, I think that's what, happened. and we've tried to tackle that in our measurement chapter right. uh, where we about deciding what's the objective of the communications program is and devising metrics that could then help measure ROI.
0: Like you said, you've done a chapter completely on measurement and we can't do this PR episode without letting our listeners know how to measure it. So how would a PR agency go about or a PR professional go about measuring impact for a branding exercise? Measurement has to be in the context of what
1: is it that you're trying to drive what's right and therefore how do you measure the impact of what you're doing to achieve what you set out to do right and therefore it is very dependent on what is the objective personally if you ask me i would measure success of my programs through the number of stories that my team my agencies tell. but that's just the way i think about it right and it's my program at this point in time but it would be very different for another communication professional or
0: uh, what you're telling me is that it's contextual
1: it is not contextual it is actually very specific to what the objective is you have to be clear about why you're doing communication you can't just be doing communications because it is good to do you know that's where we go on the roi and therefore you know the, the fuzziness around the function.
0: Well, that's, I think, an issue, a challenge that all of us in the industry are facing right now in trying to deal with it. Hence, this podcast. If I can just add to what Raiji is saying, yes, the most important thing is, uh, what is
2: what was the objective of the campaign or campaign. What has also changed very quickly, even since we wrote the book, is the rising role of own media and influencers. And those are to some extent perhaps more measurable than other aspects of own media. So I think you're going to find that uh, measurement will both become harder and easier. Keeping in mind the entry of own media and the entry of
1: influencers in PR. Absolutely.
0: But do you think consumers buy into a CEO's reputation when they are looking at choosing a brand, a product or a service from a particular brand? Let's be clear
2: about one thing.
0: The reason you buy a product or service is the product and service. So I
2: think what does come first is the brand of the product and service and your own experience with them. I think what the CEO does is he does offer sustained branding and sustained authenticity of the product. So if you feel the Apple product is extremely innovative and easy to use and there are certain qualities you really love about it mm-hmm. and you have Steve Jobs year after year standing up on the stage in his black polo neck sweater right. and uh, talking about innovation. So he is sustaining the brand and constantly communicating. And he is part of the myth of Apple and why you buy it. So it is difficult to say that he did not have any impact. Having said that, of course, all CEOs are not peak jobs and it does take time to build up a brand to that extent. But definitely, I would say you notice very clearly the impact of CEO on a brand when a CEO behaves badly. That is when you really notice that, yes, and we can take an example of, the snapchat ceo when there was news we don't even know whether it was real news or fake news that he said that the indian market is not important for snapchat and people immediately started cancelling snapchat and of course by mistake also cancelling snapdeal which is a different story altogether (laughs) so i think you see it's the lack of branding for a ceo very clearly when they behave badly if you have a history and a relationship you can actually never curtail a crisis a ceo's brand cannot curtail a brand crisis, but they can shorten it, they can change the narrative, they can shape it better. That's what they can do. That's where they come in.
0: Very well put, Parul. I love the way you illustrated that. So let me flip the question a bit. What is the CEO trust like in PR? And this specifically because you yourself in your entire career have met so many CEOs and for this book specifically, what is the trust level of the CEOs in PR today? The CEOs that we met with, it was very
1: interesting that all of them thought that communications is more strategic than any of the other functions including marketing when it came to brand building and long-term trust management. That begs the question as to why do a lot of communicators and communications departments struggle to get attention, budget. Yeah. Uh, that's of course a diff- topic of discussion altogether.
0: Yeah, but it's a weird situation. So why does that happen? It goes back to what we talked about
1: earlier in the conversation, which is what is the ROI demonstrable ROI of a communications program, and does it match the CEO's business agenda and require? Okay, I think what Gayatri is saying is that
2: does it match the business agenda of the CEO, the business value, and that's where they fail to get the attention of CEO and the time and the budget. But I do believe, Saron, that's changing very very fast, and we saw in COVID where marketing and advertising budgets were slashed for obvious reasons. It was communication which took up the slack. Is the quantum of compensation gone up? Probably not. Will it go up? One will have to wait and see. But I think COVID has certainly demonstrated the value of PR and communication. And if anybody who will be the loser it will be advertising. The integrated marketing mix because that's what PR can do, a bit of creative. But I'm not sure advertising can do the kind of relationship building that PR can do. So I think you can look forward to a future where there'll be better budgets. Will it be slow? Will it take five years, a decade? Probably. But has the process somewhere started? Definitely
0: yes. Absolutely. That brings me, you know, we're running out of time. Brings me to my last two questions. One reason why a PR professional should read this book. Parul. So I think one reason that you should read this book is if you value structured and
2: strategic communication and planned communication. If like me and Guy, you are a person with planner with a plenty of to-do lists and plenty of Google lists and awesome plans filled in, then definitely this is a book to approach communication with. It's your best
1: introduction to planned and strategic communication.
0: There's actually one reason why a CEO should read this book. Because communications will make them successful and they have to invest in communications. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I think this will help many PR professional and the CEO out there who should definitely pick this book up. Thank you, Tarun. It's been a pleasure talking to you, as always. Thank you. Thank you, Gayatri. So that was Gayatri Rath and Parul Chand, the co-authors of the latest book on communication, A Question of Trust, which you must pick up today. Thank you for joining us for this episode of All About PR. We will see you again next week for another interesting conversation from the world of communication.